Hello again, and welcome back to the Slow Flowers Podcast with Deborah Prinzing, episode 553. This is the weekly podcast about slow flowers and the people who grow and design with them. It's all about making a conscious choice, and I invite you to join the conversation and the creative community as we discuss the vital topics of saving our domestic flower farms and supporting a floral industry that relies on a safe, seasonal, and local supply of flowers and foliage. This show is brought to you by slowflowers.com, the free online directory to more than 880 florists, shops, and studios who design with local, seasonal, and sustainable flowers, and to the farms that grow those blooms. It's the conscious choice for buying and sending flowers. And thank you to our lead sponsor, returning for 2022, Farm Girl Flowers. Farm Girl Flowers delivers iconic burlap wrap bouquets and lush, abundant arrangements to customers across the U.S., supporting U.S. flower farms by purchasing more than $10 million of U.S.-grown fresh and seasonal flowers and foliage annually. Discover more at farmgrowflowers.com. Our first sponsor thanks goes to Longfield Gardens, which provides home gardeners with high-quality flower bulbs and perennials. Their online store offers plants for every region and every season, from tulips and daffodils to dahlias, caladiums, and amaryllis. Check out the full catalog at longfield-gardens.com. I'm very excited about today's conversation. My guests are Hitomi Gilliam and Gregor Lursch, renowned international floral design educators who have just launched a new endeavor called the Freesia Challenge. You'll have to listen closely to learn what the Freesia acronym represents. It's an initiative to engage florists, especially floral educators, to motivate the new generation of florists and students to begin challenging themselves to seek creative solutions to sustainable floristry. Like so many of us, Hitomi and Gregor believe that by sharing ideas and innovation through the creative process, it's possible to move the profession toward much-needed sustainable and eco-friendly practices. The Freesia Challenge includes a four-category design competition free for anyone to participate. The first challenge is a 100% organic hand-tied bouquet. The entry deadline is coming right up this week, so you'll want to check out all the details at freesiachallenge.com. Here's more about Gregor Lursch. Gregor Lursch is based in Germany and is a renowned international floral designer and educator, recipient of many national and international awards and prizes for his floral art. Gregor believes that floristry must be suitable for forming part of our lives and should be in line with the diversity of the environment. Author of many inspirational books on floral design, Gregor travels the world promoting European design, demonstrating and inspiring florist and floral artists. His concept of combining all styles, architecture, social components, design trends, and personality of the artist in his floristic work is successful throughout the world. This is his first appearance on the Slow Flowers podcast. Here's more about Hitomi Gilliam. Hitomi Gilliam, AIFD, is a Japanese-Canadian floral artist, keynote lecturer, demonstrator, educator, and a consultant in all aspects of the art and business of floral design. She is the creative director for Design 358. She has guest designed extensively throughout North America, England, Japan, Mexico, Taiwan, Bermuda, Singapore, Hong Kong, Australia, New Zealand, Colombia, Belgium, Korea, and India. 
Hitomi owned and operated Satsuki's Florist in Mission, British Columbia for 28 years. She currently works with her son, Colm Gilliam, in an event and education business, Design 358, which was established more than 10 years ago. Hitomi has lectured at major art museums and floral shows around North America and beyond, and she is the founding organizer of the annual Survival of the Creative Minds Conference in Taos, New Mexico. Hitomi is a past guest of this podcast, and you'll find links to her prior interviews in today's show notes. You can find links to more details about the Frisia Challenge, along with Hitomi and Gregor's social places, in today's show notes for episode 553 at slowflowerspodcast.com. Let's jump right in to get started. Well, hello today. Uh, this is Deborah Prinzing of the Slow Flowers Show, and I am thrilled to welcome two international superstars as my guests today. First, I want to welcome Gregor Lersch all the way from Germany. Hi, Gregor. Hi, Deborah. Thanks for joining me. And his partner in many things, Hitomi Gilliam. Uh, hi, Hitomi. You're coming to us from Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Yeah, so it's great to be here. Yeah, well, thanks. We've been well. First of all, I have to acknowledge that we were all together about two years ago at Hatomi's Trends Summit, where Gregor was one of the main educators. He was the key. He was a sh- the show a headliner, I think, right before yes, COVID. I think so. Well, Hatomi, that hasn't really slowed you down, or and Gregor, that hasn't slowed you down. You you said COVID, what COVID, and you kept teaching. Well, I mean, uh, <clears throat> there was a little little lull there, of course. I mean, we were all in shock. <clears throat> and it took a little bit of time, but, you know, we just have to, we really had to just get started again, right? We had to kind of reset and see what this new environment is and see what we can do to continue educating. So you two ran a series, was it last year or the year before? It was sort of um, a thematic by, like, um, was it? A woodland or a green series? I can't remember exactly what it was called. Yeah, actually, we had uh, it started with wood talks, and then we went to green talks, and then we went to the organics. Okay, okay. And how did that go, Gregor? Weigh in and let us know how you like teaching on Zoom. <laughs> um, I, I should not say uh, I like or don't like Zoom, but I would say two years ago, Zooms uh, started actually to. Um, bring me in a total different life because of I was always a very um, analog person, you know, and also a person who would be mostly in front of people and uh, working and talking, mostly both together, which I think is absolutely important that we can speak and work in the la- at the same time. And then both speedy and still it should make st- sense. But I need to say, to talk to a piece of plastic and uh, with a little metal and glass called an iPhone and make uh, uh, something like uh, usually the TV speakers would do, then I really had to tell you that was for me a hard burden. Two years ago, when I did my first uh, video on organic, which was actually a very risky thing because of I had... Uh, something where I was not sure that people would have an open eye or an open heart for in this pandemic uh, pandemic's uh, time. So uh, then I started actually with uh, with uh, with um, 
working uh, <clears throat> not against the camera, actually with the camera. And that started actually two years ago. But then uh, when we uh, remi uh, reminded each other of, of what we um, would find in the uh, summit, summit in Vancouver, I really thought um, uh, with Hitomi, we want to work together years ago and it did not work out because of some uh, circumstances in, uh, in my pace here. And uh, now it was really, I said, this is the time, this is the turn where we can bring together our very green, uh, I would not say thumb, I would say it's more than the thumb, it is actually the heart. And uh, yeah, and it, it started a very intense cooperation, even if we are farthest away because of our uh, time zone difference is nine hours. So wow, I tell you. Wow. Um, well, so that led, though, that collaboration of teaching together in various series with themes, and I can't believe we re actually remember the names of those, Hitomi, so <laughs> I'm excited about <laughs> that. Um, they built, it seems like they, you, first of all, you, you reached students who hadn't been able to study with either one of you before, maybe because of the cost of travel or just their own circumstances. So that was probably built a whole new community of people who were saying to you, well, what are you going to teach next? This new project, which you just launched, um, called Freesia, Florist Recognizing Environmental and Eco-Sustainable Ideas and Applications. First of all, I'm never good at acronyms, but that's a great one. <laughs> um, talk about talk about how, how this, collect, this collective idea came together and how the two of you uh, developed the curriculum. You know, it actually was very sequential, really, when we started with Wood Talks. That, that had definitely organic element as its core. And then, and, and that was in the fall. So it was perfect, to, you know, to be sort of at the end of the season and looking at woody things and things that are at the end of its life and hardening. And, and then we followed it up with Green Talks, which was early spring, and it's all the fleshy stem, very herbaceous. And then we followed it up with the organics, which became like, it, it just sort of built into uh, a flow that led to really where we are today with Freesia. And when we did organics, it was so exciting. It was kind of for, for Gregor revisiting a lot of different things that he's done over his career. You know, he, he, like he often talks about how back in the 90s, even, you know, he was kind of like considered like the nature's apostle, like because he worked very organically, uh, maybe a little bit ahead of his times at that point, because people are not really... Um, you know, locked into that just yet, but we felt that this was really the right time because when we introduced it into our program, everybody just got so excited about it. I think, I think the thought of or designing organically, uh, thinking sustainable floristry, which really came from the Trans Summit, when we actually sort of defined it for us uh, to to target that that's our future. I think it just all came together. And, and during the COVID times, I really feel like people had time to think about it and right. absorb it, you know. And, and so that's kind of how it came to be. And it's so interesting that that then led to, you know, Gregor saying, like, well, you know, why, why don't we do a competition? Because what we found during the, free, um, the organics class was when the students did the student challenges, you know, we would give them a project. And they would come up with designs and 
And during the student review, they talk about what they try to achieve. And we just found just actually a, an amazing variety of approach and different discoveries with each one of them, different new materials that they were using in their supplies that were not the one-time single-use stuff that we've been using. And it just became like, wow, this is really becoming like, you know, real brainstorming sessions. And so that's why it led to this opportunity to maybe do something like a competition. Great. Yeah. Well, Gregor, I think that you are the OG. Like you were the guy using twigs and branches and nature element, elements from nature all through your career. And and. I love that you called. What did you call him? The twig apostle, Hitomi, or the organic? No, 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 no. It, it it was actually a lady who worked very much with dry flowers. She was a producer for dry flowers, and she said in the German dialect, you know, she said like Mr. Lersch, we understood you are the nature apostle, and I said, <laughs> but I had enough already, you know. <clears throat> but then she she catched me back and said, "Come on, don't be upset. I know who you are and what you are and what you are doing." And uh, <clears throat> yes, uh, I'm uh, very much uh, interested. I built it even as a as a child. I was building uh, the cripper, you know, for Christmas, the balan, the the baton. How you call it in English? In the Spanish, crash. is balan the cripper, uh, where the where the child was born, and all this. I made yeah. everything out of sticks. But I don't want to flirt with sweet stories of my childhood. But I, <laughs> no, 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 no. This is, uh, you know, everybody has such things. But uh, I also, when I look around here for my online class, which I'm doing right now, there is an iron ring, uh, which is holding um, um, grapevine sticks in the air. And then uh, the, some uh, winterly cones looking down. And then there will be uh, moss embaled um, uh, 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 tulips, uh, bulbs, the short tulips and ivy and that. So all these things I would even resolve years ago, maybe with a bit of the bind wire, you know, the, the paper-covered wire, but now going with the waxed hemp and with raffia and with this. If uh, some of the things, even bigger things, often they go to the bin and there is nothing what even would be found in one year, in 10 years, in 1,000 years. So what we are now uh, still having from the old people from Rome and uh, Greek and uh, Greek people and, and everything. So we find a lot of stuff from long time ago, but I actually decided, I should say, we decided, Hitomi and me, that we want to help the florist tree to become one of the first very organic professions we see how hard it is actually for people who distribute medical things, food, you know, where to, we keep the bacteria, the bugs and every bad stuff out. But we, for the, uh, with the flowers, we don't really need so much of uh, this uh, plastic division and all that. And it is not about only the foam, you know. We started to, in the last years, to always knock on the head of the foam. I said it is not the foam. When I see in Christmas time what we florists are distributing in, no in packaging rubbish and also decoration stuff, uh, I think it is also a matter of taste. You know, all these artificial things, they carry for long time color. What nature gives up after a couple of weeks, days, or, or whenever. And I think it is, but we are convinced that it is possible that in this profession can be a lot avoided. 
and that other professions start to look a little envy to us that we are actually um, working with something which is pure out of nature. And it can be copied from some other professions. And uh, mm -hmm. yeah, but the only, uh, the only doubt what I have is that we now we make a big wave of organic and sustainable and it should be not seen like a, um, a fashion, like a wave. It should be seen as a must. And a must which still, which still gives pleasure to people when they get flowers. And not think always this eco kind of looking. That's what I got to hear in the 90s. When I came with my wonderful uh, water lilies. Uh, they were wonderfully dried. And uh, they, I don't know how they did it. It was an Italian uh, firm. And they give me that. And then people were standing in front of our window. And I hear it sometimes from our balcony. They said, always this eco look with these lurch. And I said, <laughs> the time is not ready for that. But no, after the half of the world is complaining about that we go under in our plastic and we start eating it all the time and drinking it all the time. So I think now the 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 the, the joke is up, it's over. Yeah. So yeah. we become too serious and uh, I, I want to do this out of my conviction. Yes, I yes. want to. But you also are using all of your, you know, sort of lifelong uh, guiding principles of good design and um, showing. I think the education is the part. It's one thing to say, let's be foam free or let's not use single use plastics or let's be organic. But if you don't show students um, ideas and give them the right tools, I think it's just going to be frustrating. And that's, I mean, Hachomi, that's why you and Gregor created this, the Freesia Challenge, right? Exactly. The thing is, the, the future is brighter when it comes to sustainable floristry if we start teaching it. it, it it's, it's through education that the future is going to be what, what it needs to be. And so the first call out really are to a lot of the educators out there. Because we have to have the knowledge to be able to, to teach this. We have to have the, um, you know, just different, um, uh, like we, we would need to have ex experimented well to be able to advise, to, to teach properly. And, and in, in the process of uh, hosting a, a competition, we can teach from the competition and through the competition. And we, th this way, too, we get people engaged, right? So that we're not just showing it, but we're also sharing what other people are, are creating in this direction. So I think it's just that the right way, the right tool to really get people engaged in this, in this process. Um, so you've come up with four themes, and it's kind of it launched in um, last month. I, I signed up for it, and I, I have no <laughs> desire to compete, but I just wanted to watch the tutorials and follow along. So the first theme is the organic hand tied bouquet, and that that you've taught already, right? Yes, we actually did a session on that, and and it's interesting because Gregor and I, when we really when we did our organics class. You know, it was one of the first thing we we wanted to share because, you know, it, the gift of flowers, the flowers themselves are organic material. They they compost. 
Uh, it's what we put in it. It's the supplies that we work with, you know, what we tie with, what we accentuate it with, the, the, the little bit of decoration that we put around it, the wrapping around it. It's those things that becomes the uncompostable components. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so it's a no-brainer that if we kind of switch the way we think and only use things that are compostable to go with it, that it's a totally compatible items that, that where the whole thing is is 100% compostable. I mean, what a dream when when the uh, when somebody that receives that gift doesn't have to separate anything. They can really literally toss the whole thing into their compost. I mean, that's that's a dream. Yeah. Well, what I observed when you were both teaching, and Gregor, you made a number of pieces, and Hatomi, I think you had a number of pieces also. There was so much uh, activity in the chat, people asking about how do you find the wax-covered hemp uh, twine and, you know, other materials that you, oh, I think the tubes maybe, I, the other materials that we're using. Are these things that are, um, you think are going to become more readily available in the floral marketplace? Like, I'm sure you're using these in your studio, Gregor, right? Yes, um, but still, till now, I have to uh, cut the bamboo thing, things myself. And I was uh, last week in uh, southern Italy, in Naples, and I spoke to some guys and I said, uh, do you have any access to bamboo? And that bamboo grows here everywhere. That's what they told me. I said, you know, you need only somebody who is willing to cut them and, uh, and uh, to cut them in different sizes and all that and uh, give them in... Uh, uh, in the fresh kind, in plastic bags, so that they last maybe two weeks, that they stay uh, green in there, or three. And then they would go over the fresh market, and then if you have the dry ones, uh, they could be endless going through the uh, floral supply, whatever they all have. But I think it doesn't make sense to have only one product. I think if some wholesalers, some distributors, if they install themselves for having uh, this and this and even packaging and the strings and raffia and tubes and then pods lined out with uh, wax, you know, some pods lined out with wax and all that. Now, uh, yeah, and it is actually when you start to get active with this, I found a producer in uh, Austria for wool which is actually now experimenting. And they have already the first product for the wintertime to mix paper and wool. So it is an affordable, uh, um, affordable layer, so the, the affordable price. And uh, it, it will be in September or October. They will be the first uh, pattern, not patterns, samples where Hitomi and me can work with. So I think... Uh, to seduce an industry which was spoiled by importation from Asia, plus uh, using uh, from a little piece of uh, chemical plastic and blow it up in a huge block of foam or in uh, thousands of meters of, of sheet. You know, the massification also of uh, necessary profit. You know, they should have pro- profit like we do. And uh, this is so easy. People were so spoiled with this. You know, all the silk flowers who came for little money to Europe, to America, and people could make a high markup two, three times, and when they started designing, even more. How spoiled were we with all these unorganic things? Right. And it will take a long time till we have, uh, not a long time, but an intense 
working on. At least one and generation of professionals, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. Yes, 10 years, 10 years, yeah. So the profit motive uh, is also, I think, to being driven by the consumer who's asking the floral profession to be more sustainable, right? I mean, sometimes people change for various reasons, and some of it is just to keep their business relevant. Yeah, and I think, you know, I think we're in a situation now that we, not only we believe and we want to teach, but also the consumers are going to start to demand it. And people are choosing the florist that is going to suit their, uh, their, you know, their belief in the sustainability. And so, again, it's the right time to sort of match up the the people who's going to do this right with the consumers who want to, uh, to buy uh, a product that, that that fits that mode, so I think uh, it really is the timing is absolutely right. But uh, as Gregor mentioned, uh, you know we're hoping that like with the freezer challenge and what we're working with uh, uh, with this whole um, concept is that we're going without like sponsors. Right. Uh, we're going. It's self supported. Because we don't want to be driven by companies that want us to sell things uh, on, on their behalf and, right. and, and push their product. You know, what we're trying to do is kind of be free of it so that people could, uh, like the florists can come up with ideas and things like, you know, we're using the wax string and, and like the bamboo and that. And we're hoping that it will generate excitement and the quantity of use that will drive some of these manufacturers to make and pr- produce the items that we really want to use that are sustainable. Right, that's what right. we're hoping to do. Right. Yeah. And it's it's that's such a good point. Like we're we're not trying to put anyone out of business. We just want them to right. respond to requests for innovation, which the exactly. two of you are like at the pinnacle of driving innovation. In you've always have been, and you've always but you've always had to find the workaround. Right. Like the. <laughs> the hack. <laughs> and now maybe if there were products that were, were, you know, available on, you know, in, like you said, better pricing um, or readily available, will be adopted by more people. I mean, it would totally uh, make sense to me yeah. that, that the beeswax, uh, the hemp string can become like, I, I just hope that one of the manufacturers will realize that, hey, that is a better option that they want to go that direction because soon as you start to get them to funnel into that direction and, and realize that the market is there, then they'll start to be on board and looking, you know, help, helping us look for more things that are yeah. more organic. I think that's, that's the intent. Yeah, and it looks really better. Whole- if I have a bundle, if I have a, 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 a hay on the table and I want to make a, a form out of hay and, um, uh, and then I start wrapping this with uh, with the waxed hemp or with the wax string or with a raffia, and I start wrapping it. And then I look to it and I say, "Hey, nothing is glitzing, and nothing is oxidizing." And uh, okay, it doesn't. Uh, it lasts, yes. And the wax spring, uh, string especially lasts very well, but because of it comes uh, originally, I think, from the shoe industry. Mm. So you know that shoes have to do a hard job for us, you know. And so it lasts very well. And <clears throat> everything like that. I don't want to look too um, 
much to the uh, the basic um, product what we uh, what we just are mentioning. If I think what Hitomi she was looking for so many different things in the internet. She's better in internet than me, obviously. And uh, <laughs> you're here. And, you got on this call. <laughs> Yeah, I got on this call, but uh, uh, it was uh, something where I found you, which was not so easy because of I'm uh, very simple in uh, email and WhatsApp and then maybe uh, the Facebook page. But uh, no, I am here now. Uh, don't <laughs> let me complain about my analog uh, life attitude. <laughs> and uh, so when I look here to my, I have a funeral thing now going on. So uh, there are so many things which are uh, out of straw, which are out of uh, raffia, which are out of uh, sticks. Sure, my friendship to sticks is obvious. <laughs> and then uh, a, a wreath which is opening itself like a curtain uh, on a stand with the, the tubes hanging are bamboo tubes. And then the bamboo tubes are waxed from inside. So we should talk very much from wax, bee wax or soya mm -hmm. wax, so mm -hmm. that the things are, the bamboo is not drinking too much itself, you know, maybe. Um, Interesting. So uh, it's more waterproof. Yeah, right. yeah, all of this. So uh, he told me and me, we are pretty far with this. And I am happy that I have some feed in uh, my feed in some doors when it comes to organic um, support for the organic side of floristry. I was in Spain three, four weeks ago, and it was a class Three days um, floristry uh, with uh, GL and doing organic, 100% organic uh, or sustainable. I was asking the lady, do you like any paper wire or something like this still involved? She said, no, we do 100%. And you know that the, 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 the Spanish and the Italian people, they have a lot of weddings and all that, that they were open even in their little daily floristry, to do that step. And there was a, a firm involved from Valencia. And um, <clears throat> so, uh, and they were excited about that they would be able to uh, offer this to the Spanish market. They have several places, you know. That's and, awesome. Uh, they, have, they have in their logo, they have the name like Green Natura. As, and so I don't say it now in Spanish. But uh, Green Natura, and hey, I said, look, you have that name, you have that logo, and uh, I don't actually uh, believe that you should stick on all that stuff what is polluting, especially for Christmas time, half of the world. And yeah, the guy said, we should have you in the next meeting for the buyers that you tell them <laughs> uh, what actually could be. Uh, offered to a good price to the florists that they could work with this. So things are on the way, yeah, but it must be awesome. happening more, you know. But Well, you yeah. know, and it's so interesting. We were talking this isn't fashion, and I, I, I thoroughly agree with you. I feel like this is a cultural shift. And we've been preaching that at Slow Flowers for 10 years. And it, it it's, you've, you know, I am not a designer myself, and I, I think about, foam alternatives, but I hadn't really seen the ripple effect that you two are, you know, making waves with that is showing like it's beyond just one product. It's it's the full circle of design. Um, and the Freesia Challenge is really bringing it all together. Um, so thank you both. This is exciting. Um, 
let me talk about the competition. So the first session um, is you've already recorded or people have been able to watch it live, but if they, if they've signed up, they can watch the replay, right. And, and do their, their entry, their submission for the challenge. Well, the thing is, it's not a requirement for them to watch that program. That is to help them kind of introduce them to the idea yeah. of how you, you might go and, about and it. And see ideas from you and Gregor on screen for what, a three-hour session. It was amazing. Yeah, it, it's kind of fun. And we're going to do that with every one of the categories that's upcoming. The next one is a plant design. And then the third one is the uh, sympathy design. And then, yeah, right there in behind him, he's, he's showing that's that's the organic sympathy. Oh, and wow. then uh, and then we go on to the event design. The okay. interesting thing about the next three categories beyond 100 percent organic is that they start. We start to introduce things that are um, not necessarily organic as in that compostable. Because we will be using containers. So now we're going to be searching for containers that are earth friendly uh, or like uh, mechanics that may, uh, because that's the flip side of floristry is that there's the, the organic material, the flowers themselves, but the other things that we use with it. So with sympathy, you know, there's the easel or there's the, <clears throat> you know, uh, wh- whatever the base that, that the, the spray you use. Or something. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we want to make that most of it as compostable as possible, but whatever, you know, that you use to, to support it and same with event work, you know, whether it's an arch or whatever, we want to make sure that there are things that will be reused that they, that's, that's the other side is if you're going to make something that is going to stay, you want to use it as many, reuse it as many times as possible. So you're going to build it strong and build it with materials that will hold up for a long time so that you can do it one time and use it a hundred times. So well, that's the, yeah. the other side of floristry that, that there's that about it. Yeah. Uh, that's a really good point. And when I was up with you in Vancouver watching Gregor teach and watching you teach Hitomi, I felt like that was a core component of what you taught. You showed people how to create almost like sculptural elements that flowers can be integrated into, but that sculptural element is is wood-based or wire-based, but it's wrapped, it's decorative, but it has an afterlife for the next installation that you're doing. I mean, that's been a long... Exactly. You've been doing that already. Yeah, we want to discourage making, like, slap things together that, you know, has wire and all that that is a single use. Like, we... we, we if you're going to do work that it involves those kind of material, you want to make it the last so that yeah. you get many, many use out of it. it. It makes total sense, not only in efficiency in in the amount of time that's that's that you, you know, that it takes to make it. It's, it's worth it. If you can use it many times, that's, that's the, the whole idea behind that, that yeah. side of floristry. Yeah. That's a good point. Um, so the next session is, um, I see on the website it says coming April 24th. Is that actually when the two of you are going to uh, do another like mega session and people can log in and watch Gregor teach several concepts with plant design and you teach concepts with Tomi or is it actually it's a, it's a, actually April 30th. Okay. April 30th okay. is the I, date. I got, got, and, I got a shock just now. 
<laughs> it was another date. I said, oh, oh that maybe is. I maybe I read that wrong. Um, so it's April 30th, so people can yeah, that's, sign that's up. That's what I have in mind, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, Hitomi, um, is it, can people join in now and, and, you know, if they miss the first session? And oh, um, absolutely. I know there's two parts. There's the challenge, but there's also the education. Right. The education part, uh, they can access at any time. And the They'll get they'll get the whole thing because you get the recording. If it's it's passed, it, you still get the recording. And I think it's worthwhile to see all the components because it it'll give you a much more broader range of the different aspect of floristry that we're going to address. Because you know we want to make it so that it's not something that we dream about doing. That 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 it really is something that you can utilize in a flower business day to day. Uh, ideas that we can slowly kind of go in this direction and become more and more the exa- the role model and example of what sustainability is all about. So, um, yeah, no, you can pick pick up uh, into this kind of these tutorials uh, at any time and, okay. and see the whole series. Yes. So what are you going to teach next, Gregor? What is, can you give us a little, little uh, hint uh, about what is going to be part of your living plant design um, uh, education? Uh, the the plant design is uh, very much of important that people uh, get more knowledge about uh, which uh, what kind of plants go together for such and such um, uh, surrounding, and so I'm 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 just sometimes shocked how when I speak oh just give me this eucomis there, it was a plant of eucomis bicolor you know the 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 pineapple lily right and. Then uh, they bring me a daffodil or what, you know. So I think <laughs> this is is really something. So I don't want to start anything uh, talking about. Uh, we teach now uh, botany, but we should really find uh, a fascinating way for people that the organic floristry, which uh, uh, in plant design, is uh, a different subject, like having just plastic bowls. Uh, or plastic baskets, or even real baskets uh, lined out with plastic, and then filling soil in and planting it. That is not so much the terrible stuff what our profession is doing, because of there's that basket, there is, okay, there's that plastic line out, there is a soil, it's okay, hopefully, and this is the plant, mostly uh, regional grown. Right. So I don't think in this field we are terrible sinners. But when I see around the houses uh, here in our in our region, so what all these uh, uh, home not home depots, all these these uh, these nurseries. big markets. Mm. No, not the nurseries. It is more these big big the big, big markets. Big box stores. Okay. Yes, and what all of stuff is uh, which is uh, uh, unsustainable. What is standing around the houses? So it is. It's really uh, littering up more and more. And I think sometimes, what the hell are these people selling? And this is unbelievable. <laughs> and uh, not only the stuff for children, which uh, I also sometimes had to avoid here in my nursery. I'm in the garden here. And that uh, the, the little sandbox is not out of blue plastic. The swimming thing for the baby uh, was in red or in pink. So and then the the plastic was glimpsing out also in my uh, surrounding here, and I said no 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 no, uh, we have to really look out for something which is uh, not hurting the eye. 
And this is what makes me scared that it hurts the eye and that some people don't feel it. And uh, yeah. that is also the trap in which we can fall back in a couple of years. Somebody says, oh, like years ago here in Germany, we give it a green point. And when it has the green point on anything, it goes in this bin. And then more and more things had a green point. And uh, so, but also many things came back. And uh, I don't know if I make myself clear what I mean. Uh, yeah. I'm so afraid from that swing back. And let me really speak it out. I don't want to paint that whole thing, what we are doing here, just pink, like in a pink cloud and saying we are doing wonderful things. That is my fear, that we swing back to this dirty old times at the end of 90s. I saw it all coming back. I no, saw I, I think you're right. We have to continually question and evaluate our choices because we have the power through our privilege to make those choices and do the right thing. And that's, I think you're empowering people in the I profession so. as leaders to, to make, you know, make the right choice and do a little yeah. better every day. You know, so yeah. when I see that organic class in Spain, then I, I see this, it, it could work. Yes. So you had, I had the 35 people there and there was not one person saying, oh, I have my doubts and this and that. No, it was very positive. I have hope, yeah. That's great. Um, when when the challenge takes place and people, and this is just optional, but they can design, like, for example, the hand-tied, organic hand-tied bouquet, are you, people are, are sending you a, fo a photo entry. Is that how yes. it's, it comes in, Hitomi? Yes, uh, we're asking for like three to five images, okay. and uh, with the uh, with the organic bouquet, you know, we want the number one shot, the one that is going to be seen. You know, if, you know, if it wins or whatever. I mean, the the one that is the 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 showpiece, the, the front showpiece. Yeah. yeah. But we want them also to show the mechanics behind it, so that we can see close up what they have used uh, if they build a structure for the bouquet, for instance, so that, you know, it's just a, a proof that they've gone through the process to really um, scrutinize what they've used. They have to also give a flower, flower list as well as the supply list, exactly what they use. Because when we say 100% organic, and, and the, the interesting thing is between uh, uh, Gregor and I, we put together a judging sheet um, that will be you know, using. And this is what is really also very exciting is that this judging sheet is no longer just the aesthetics. There's the aesthetic side of it, that it's, it'll be judged by elements and principles. And then there's the sustainable side of it so that right. it's judged on both sides. That's awesome. So, um, yeah. And so with 100% organic, like there's like a, a, a certain score, like say there's 10 points for 100% organic. It's either 10 points or zero points, because if it's 100% organic, if you didn't do it 100%, then you're not going to get those 10 points. <laughs> There's no <right>? partial. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, yeah, because know, we're you know what? When you have a When you have a, a, a nice uh, wrapped uh, thing there, it looks like a tube, and there is that little glitz from the plastic or from the glass underneath. Then you know somebody is not doing well. And the glitz of the glue, the glitz of the wire. And you see, actually, and that is the wonderful thing about organic. 
<coughs> if organic is not pure organic, it shines through. You see it. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah. And, and uh, you, you also teach that it's okay to show your mechanics as part of the overall design, Gregor. That and I think is what, we, what we do. And if you see this kind of stuff here, it's on a, on a straw ring wrapped with the wax rope, uh, the, the ring itself, then wrapped uh, again, the leaves on, then uh, the, 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 the base is a moss base. But then we should be careful that we don't use too much moss altogether from the nature. So now I am thinking about how these kind of things can be done. Uh, also having water and uh, not harming the environment again. So, okay, the flowers are flowers, so that is not the problem. Right, right. But uh, our technical stuff is not, I say it now, after he thinking for years about organic, the most harm, harming what we are putting into this, uh, through this profession into the world is packaging, packaging what we receive, packaging what we give ahead, and it is decorative items too. Is that the word? Pimp up the flowers or what? I don't know. <laughs> you know that the flowers, up, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that the flowers, that the flowers look, uh, look better. And I say, come on, the flowers... If uh, people have not the, the closeness to flowers anymore, I don't know that uh, a, a red ribbon and a, a chain of pearls in something does not really save this uh, lacking of feeling, you know? So, yeah. yeah. A amen, brother. I agree with you completely. <laughs> and I also have always felt like if, if, if people truly are artists... The artists are problem solvers, and they, they, they should not rely on these crutches of simplicity or convenience. So that's exactly what you were just saying. Like, the flower is so exquisitely beautiful. It doesn't need to be pimped up or tarted up. It, it can, yeah. it, if, it, if it's used correctly in, with your design principles, it should shine. And um, how cool that we can celebrate that now rather than throw everything at it to try to make it sparkle or whatever. I had, I had a very nice thing about this, you know, uh, flowers. I said flowers don't need actually anything what, uh, to, 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 to make them more beautiful. And then uh, someone who was very much from the fraction of uh, using a lot of uh, uh, unsustainable things, uh, he said to me, yeah, now what is about women? If uh, we would not uh, put this... Uh, 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 lipstick on uh, uh, or we would not have this nail rim thing and then we have this and this. I said come on this is another thing uh, uh, flowers are innocent okay uh, I, that means I can not have to wear makeup every day I'm going to follow your philosophy Gregor yeah, uh, flowers are innocent I say people still decide for themselves but flowers if we uh, give them in such a surrounding they are our victims so, and the flowers are so innocent. You know, even an animal can scratch or bite you, but I think the flowers actually don't do anything. I love that. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, <laughs> but it, comes, it becomes maybe now a little too sweet what I'm talking, but... <laughs> I know where you're going with it. Um, okay, so uh, just before we wrap up, I want to know how are people going to be able to see these entries and what's the... What's the and what happens at the conclusion of the Frisia Challenge? Because uh, I know you've got some cool things planned, and I'm excited to hear about it. Yeah, it's, it really is. It, it is very exciting. So uh, 
like at the end of each challenge, like because each each of the four challenge has a certain time span through which things are submitted, and then we ended by uh, revealing the winners. Okay, and then so times four, right? And then it all ends up like actually the prize for the winner. The actual winner of each category actually gets a paid speaking engagement at our Fijia Summit, which will be in September. It's a three-day virtual uh, meeting that will discuss sustainability and floristry. We'll have many, many guest uh, speakers uh, who will be presenting, you know, either demos or a lecture. Um, And we already have, like, Sue McCleary. We have Shane... Conley, uh, we have Per Benjamin, we have Max Vendus Lewis, of course, Gregor and myself. And there'll be four winners that will be a paid speaker That's to present awesome. their idea. Uh, because really, uh, we really feel that it's really about strengthening number. It's not just I talk about or, you know, as you've done for many years, Deborah, uh, with what you're doing with Soul Flowers. It's really, it's about building the community around it. And more thinkers, uh, deep thinkers and, you know, shakers and movers that we can then really become a force. And we really feel that everybody's voices needs to be heard that feel uh, the same way about this. So it it does end up in this uh, Freezer Summit, which is really a takeoff of our Trend Summit. Trend Summit was based on product manufacturers and using, you know, creating trends based on what's been produced already by the manufacturers, dictated quite a bit by the product. And this one is driven by our, our, our you know, us with our thinking cap on and coming up with ideas that will uh, move us more quickly to sustainable floristry. And that, it, that conference, Freesia Summit, is going to be completely online, correct? Yes. Okay. Yes, it's all, all virtual. Wow. All right. Well, this is exciting. I'm so glad we, the three of us, finally found uh, one hour in our lives to be together. I, I thank you both for your generosity and your friendship, and just so so um, you're so progressive in always asking what's next. And uh, the the dynamic of the Gregor Hitomi team is quite uh, quite impressive. And um, I know you have a lot of fun, but you also have a mission. And so um, we feel like we're completely in alignment with that. And I want to help promote it and get our community, our listeners, our audience, and our members to know about this. So we'll share all the links for people who are interested in jumping in on the Freezer Challenge. And if you sign up, and it's very affordable for the number of hours of education, I think it boils down to $10 an hour of education for (laughs) what you're charging. Um, but people can watch the first one and then the the second session. I didn't mean to scare you, Gregor. It's coming up on April thirtieth, <laughs> <laughs> and um, and I just think I think it's a great gift to the the profession and uh, a really interesting new model that um, is, as you said, sponsor free. So I thank you for that. Mm-hmm. And anything else you mm-hmm. want to say before we wrap up? Well, you I know what you- I do want. I do want to say this um, that. What this has done is actually brought a whole new area to explore. It, it, it really is. It's like a whole new area of study, and it's really exciting. I think that's what um, – it, it, it's really pioneering into a new 
kind of floristry. Uh, and, you know, because we, we're all about mechanics, techniques, but now it's like a whole area, new area to explore. And that's what we need to do for these new young generation of florists that, yeah. uh, that we want to nurture yeah. in, and in they're the right hungry direction. For that. Exactly. Right. So right, it's you're changing even how how teaching happens and um, yes, who gets to teach? Um, and did we lose Gregor? He's going to show us something. I no, think. No, no, He's I, I I saw that uh, that bamboo uh, wreath there, uh, which I want to put on the table, <clears throat> and that it has uh, it's too too. I don't get it out of there. And uh, there is hundreds of uh, bamboo tubes standing on a wooden ring. And uh, is clamped on, and then I will have a parallel meadowish uh, flower thing with clematis, with uh, with uh, spring flowers, little tulips, and all that. So that's also what ends up on the cemetery. Oh, uh, is not yes. a burden for the for the city people anymore. When I see <clears throat> when they pull a compost apart uh, after a year or two, what is all coming out of there? So that should be not the problem. It goes back to pure soil. And <clears throat> then if I think of large room design, then we also should trust a little bit that people, uh, when they have this uh, um, um, recyclables, like stands and like uh, uh, bowls spaces, and yeah. stuff, uh, spaces. But I am already looking out for something which is just placed on so that even the taking apart later is not uh, a time burden then people have always an excuse yeah this bowl was so cheap it was a t and it goes to the bin as well yes. you know this is the problem then it goes yeah. into the landfill and all that we want to also put the finger on that but you know hitomi and me we are beyond 50. <laughs> beyond 50 <laughs> i am beyond 70. you know i'm over 70. i say it who it is how it is but uh, we need actually the other generations. We have in I in many countries also the people who start to uh, do very organic things, and we should not fall back into these old uh, habits in our sometimes in our profession. Oh, I do this better than you, or that I do more organic like you. So we should really support each other because of it goes about something very important, which is the life of our future generations. So uh, that is what really is, at the end of the day, what counts. And then you're leaving a legacy that someone else can pick up the baton and run with. So I, Absolutely. I think that's why you're so beloved by your students and why you're energized by teaching. Um, so I will see you on the 30th when I log in and maybe I'll say okay. hello in the chat. Um, we will We'd share, we will share this, um, at slowflowerspodcast.com and all the links that I've talked about will be in the show notes, uh, for episode 553, uh, oh, when wow. this airs next week and, um, you'll be able to see, uh, see Gregor and Hitomi at the Frisia challenge, which I'll share that link as well. Thank you, friends. This has been a beautiful way to uh, catch up with you both and to inspire other people. And I'm so glad we could do this. You are truly you, welcome. We enjoyed it. Yeah. And, uh, yes. <clears throat> we go on. Okay. Take care. Bye-bye. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Bye-bye.
Thank you so much for joining us today. As Gregor and Hitomi discussed, to support the Frisia Challenge and keep it free of outside and commercial interests, they are presenting a series of live lectures coinciding with each of the four challenge themes, which is available for purchase at $150. Each lecture is live-streamed, and registrants will have access to the full replay videos. We'll post all the details, including a five-minute compilation video from Hitomi and Gregor's first Frisia lecture in the show notes at slowflowerspodcast.com for episode 553. Our next sponsor thanks goes to Johnny's Selected Seeds, an employee-owned company that provides our industry with the best flower, herb, and vegetable seeds supplied to farms large and small and even to backyard cutting gardens like mine. Find the full catalog of flower seeds and bulbs at johnnysseeds.com. Our final sponsor thanks goes to Mayesh Wholesale Florist. Family-owned since 1978, Mayesh is the premier wedding and event supplier in the U.S., and we are thrilled to partner with Mayesh to promote local and domestic flowers, which they source from farms large and small around the U.S. Learn more at mayesh.com. Thanks so much for joining us today. The Slow Flowers Podcast is a member-supported endeavor, downloaded more than 835,000 times by listeners like you. Thank you for listening, commenting, and sharing. It means so much. As our movement gains more supporters and more passionate participants who believe in the importance of our domestic cut flower industry, the momentum is contagious. I know you feel it too. If you're new to our weekly show, or our long-running podcast, check out all of our resources at slowflowersociety.com and consider making a donation to sustain Slow Flowers' ongoing advocacy, education, and outreach activities. You can find the donate button at slowflowerspodcast.com. I'm Deborah Prinzing, host and producer of The Slow Flowers Show and The Slow Flowers Podcast. The Slow Flowers Podcast is engineered and edited by Andrew Brenlin. The content and opinions expressed here are either mine alone or those of my guests alone, independent of any podcast sponsor or other person, company, or organization. Next week, you're invited to join me in putting more slow flowers on the table, one stem, one vase at a time. I'll see you then. Mm-hmm.